Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim July 19th 2020 a with the Sheikh I had the opportunity to ask him about constriction and expansion qabd and bast I asked the Sheikh if I display bad etiquette or if I show discourtesy in qabd when I'm in a state of constriction that means that I'm also displaying discourtesy when I'm in bust, in expansion. So how do I deal with bust and qabd? The Sheikh responds, Yes, when you are in a state of bust, of expansion, take advantage of its duration and increase in your supererogatory worship. Then, when you experience constriction, remain silent and in a state of ritual ablution, in wudu. If you are spoken to, tell them that you're sick. Tell those who wish to speak to you, I'm sick. Because it's true. You have a sickness. You're feeling unwell internally. Your inner state is one of illness. In qabd, in constriction, you will undergo five divine names of majesty, of rigor, of constriction. Then you will enter again into expansion, into bust, and you will once more pass through five divine names of beauty and of expansion. So, when you are in a state of constriction, Raise the white banner of surrender and declare yourself to have surrendered to the divine names of rigor. Cling to God's commandments and prohibitions and go to sleep after your wudu and praying to rakaz. Then wake up again and say your prayer, your fard prayer, and go back to bed. However, when you're in a state of expansion, of bust, don't sleep. If you mess up your expansion, he said, if you fail in, in bust, in expansion, you miss the opportunity. And then your failure in constriction will be really bad as well. And it'll be worse. So when you're in constriction, you don't speak to me and I don't speak to you. If you do, you may breach etiquette and show discourtesy and that's going to cause a problem. In your qabd, in your constriction, remain silent. This is why the Prophet ﷺ says to keep the visit of the sick person brief. When you visit someone who's sick, keep it short. Just ask, how are you? Read Surah Al-Mulk on them and leave. When someone is in a state of constriction, they sometimes don't even return your greeting. They'll just raise their hand. You say, Salaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullah, and they just raise their hand. You're lucky if they raise their hand to you. Don't blame them and don't preach to them in that state. Just let them be. Let them recoil. The knower of God is fluctuating between the state of constriction and the state of expansion. And he 
experiences the properties and traces of five divine names of constriction, followed by five divine names of expansion in a single day. The heedless person, the one who is forgetful, experiences very long periods of expansion and long periods of constriction. If you know someone, or if you see someone who is in a state of expansion from the year 2020 to 2023, know that they are distant from God. Then the Sheikh drew a circle and he said, This is Ha Ulhuwiya, the Ha of Divine Apsayati. Imagine the center of it is the center through which you enter into the Lamb of Divine Love. Now, the divine names form the circumference of the circle of the Ha, and they radiate back into the center. So they form triangular slices, almost like the slices of cream cheese, the Lavaskiri cheese. You have these triangular slices that get narrower and narrower as you approach the center. Those who are distant from God, they experience very long periods of expansion and constriction because at the very borders of the Ha'al-Huwiya, of the divine names, the distance that each name covers is longer than the distance that the person covers in the center. And so you'll have a name of expansion or of, of beauty, and it's opposite on the other side of the triangular shape within the Ha of Divine Ipsaity is a name of constriction. So you have a name of Jamal, beauty, and a name of majesty on the other end. And so the traveler to God goes through periods of expansion and constriction, and he fluctuates more rapidly. Those who are nearer to the center are in narrower spaces. As for those who are experiencing long periods of qabd, they are very distant. They are distant from their Lord. And that fluctuation that the traveler to God undergoes with periods of qabd and bast, qabd and bast, is indicative of divine proximity. Proximity to the center of the ha of Ipsaity. If someone is in Qabd for years on end, know that they are distant from God. You meet them in 2020, same thing as 2021, 2022, they're constantly in misery, Qabd, constriction, frustration, and so on. The knower of God fluctuates between the two, and he must train his soul within those fluctuations. So take your lower self as your companion accompany it and when your lower self begins to follow you in other words when she is in a state of expansion then make her work tire her and when she rebels against you when she's in a state of constriction do not fight her and don't make her work because she's going to bite you so learn how to engage with your lower nafs, you will never kill your nafs. If the nafs dies, you die. You're carrying a snake on your shoulder. Then the Sheikh 
pulled off his red subha that he wears. He put it on his shoulder. He said, for the knower of God, this snake is hayya. It's one of the Arabic words for snake. And when Musa throws the stick, it becomes hayyatun tas'a, a serpent that slithers and roams. It's a hayya, but it's also a thu'ban, and it's an af'a. These are three names corresponding to types of snakes in the story of Sayyidina Musa. The hayya is the one that Sayyidina Musa is told to take and do not fear. Take that hayya that you threw on the ground, the staff that you threw that became a serpent. As for the af'a and the thu'ban, one bites and the other swallows and engulfs the other serpents. For the knower of God, the nafs is a hayya. It's a serpent that you can kiss. And he took the head of his red tasbih on his shoulder and he said, you give her a little kiss. And he kissed it and he said, and you can even suck from her once in a while, but not too much because you've now trained your nafs. And the three serpents, you have to discern between them. And so the hayya is alive. Hayyatun tas'a. The thu'ban, on the other hand, it eats you, and the af'a, it bites you. So in short, raise your white flag of submission when you're in a state of constriction, and fight hard and make your nafs work in ibadah when you're in a state of expansion. Because when you enter into qabd, when you enter into a state of constriction, in the realm of separation, in the realm of the day-to-day life. You can't handle your brother as a mirror. Your brother will irritate you. So flee from creation, from creatures to al-jami', the gatherer. And you'll find sweetness in crying and in sadness. That's a qabd. That's a constriction. Don't pretend. Don't exert too much effort in devotions. Just be like a night guard guarding your lower self in a state of stillness without much movement. In bust, in expansion, the sun rises, the sun of the soul rises. And there, these two states, they don't come all at once. You see it gradually. You see the signs of a bust on the horizon just as you know the signs of a qabd coming up. And so you gradually, you know that it's coming. And you have a chance to prepare to get ready for the constriction. And so your nafs begins to constrain itself. It begins to tighten slowly and gradually. And you have illusions, signs, that it's time for you to begin to withdraw. Signs that night is upon you. And so you enter into your dwelling place when the night begins to fall. And you enter into your heart. You return in. You can work on fikr, on reflection, and do a little bit of dhikr, of invocation, and a little bit of reflection. But when you enter with constriction into the heart, the heart explodes. It's like the heart rate speeds up too much. And you've entered into it. And so reflect on something other than that. You, sh- you can reflect on some of your state. 
and nothing else. Don't delve into the sciences. Just be present and reflect on your nafs, your lower self, and on how to get out. This takes a little while, so a little bit of dhikr, a little bit of fikr, a little reflection, a little invocation, then sleep. After your two rakahs, make your wudu, pray two rakahs, and sleep. Lie down. The Prophet says, when you're angry, sit down if you're standing, lie on your side if you're sitting, and so on. Just cut to the chase. Make wudu, two rakahs, go to bed. Enter into the world of constriction. Total constriction, total qabd. It's like a little death, a minor death. The Prophet calls sleep al-mawtul asghar, the smaller death. Don't tire yourself and don't tire others with your qabd. Then after you wake up from your qabd, make your wudu, do your work, finish some ibadah, and if you still have no energy, no ability to exert effort, go back to bed. And don't tire your surroundings. Don't project yourself onto your horizon. And when asked, say, I am sick. In Darija we say, As-sa'atu lillah. Literally translates as, the hour belongs to God. And it's an expression that Moroccans use when they're fed up. They say, the hour is God's. And the Sheikh said, tell them I'm sick, the hour is God's. Then in Shirah, expansion of the breast begins gradually. This expansiveness is preceded by signs. You may see a disclosure site, a site of disclosure that pleases, or a form, or a news, something arrives that causes the inshirah to begin. You receive a good word. Now it's time for you to exert effort. Now it's time for ishtihad. Do not stretch out and sleep. That's your chance. Maybe it will not come again. Now you go out onto the horizons and you search for your Lord. Now it's not the time of constriction. In constriction, you cling to the pillars, to the five prayers, and to the wird, to what's obligatory. In expansion, you work and you do extra devotions and you get up and you do your istighfar and you practice presence, muraqaba, and you reflect, and you do your awrad, and you tire your soul with the remembrance of God. This is a period of expansiveness of the heart. In constriction, if you do all of that worship, it won't bear fruit. You're in a state of distance. But distance and proximity to God, fluctuating between those states, is what generates ma'rifa, direct knowledge of Allah. Complete distance is dryness, it's jaffa. You'll be desiccated, just a dry soul, dry heart. Too much proximity blinds you. And so your Lord puts you between these two states of qabd and bast in order for you to discover the divine names. So come close to the shaykh then, and then leave and come close again and leave. Leave the shaykh and then return when you feel a longing to him. Then come close again. If you stay, you lose. And if you depart completely and don't come back, you lose. Those who have withdrawn, the murids in tajrid, who have withdrawn from the world and are in the zawiyah, they can't sit with the shaykh and just be his shadow 
it's impossible for them to do it. But you come with a loving heart and you do your ziyara, you visit the sheikh, you listen to his words, you fill your cup, then you go back and leave and you work on the cup that was filled for you. Why is it that your Lord gives you both expansion and constriction? To know Him, to know Allah. If you were only in constriction, you would not know Allah. Without hellfire, you would not know the garden, Al-Jannah. God takes the spirit of the believer in his grave and shows him his station in the fire. He shows him the station that he actually deserves in the fire. And then the believer enters into a state of terror and fear in the grave. And he calls out for his Lord to deliver him from distress. He calls out for his Lord to save him. Then his Lord shows him his station by divine mercy in the garden. And he tastes its sweetness on account of what he had seen of the fire, of the qabd of the fire. And he tastes the sweetness evermore. So there's a genuine fear of the actual darak, the station in fire, that the believer must experience. It's his actual station. On everyone's forehead is written shaqi or sa'id, wretched or felicitous. And the felicitous believer experiences felicity but must know what shaqi is actually about. Felicity and wretchedness are inscribed upon your tablet before your work even begins. Imagine that someone is felicitous, but they work and perform, they display actions of those who are wretched until there's an inch between them and the hellfire. And then the book outstrips them, or tasbiquhu al-kitab, and he enters the garden by virtue of the deed of a righteous person. In contrast, the shaqi, the wretched one, is in the opposite state. He performs the deeds of the inhabitants of the garden until there's only an inch, a shibr, between them, or a handspan between them and the garden, al-jannah. Then the book, al-kitab yasbiquhu, it outstrips them. And that kitab, that book, is his original state. It's the innate disposition of that person. He only earns his level. Nothing else ever discloses itself but the person's own book. The luminosity descends from the divine command into the womb. And the fetus the, or, or the baby in the womb doesn't understand their cycle, the cycle of qabd and bast. Each human being is both wretched and felicitous, but you taste one with the other. Adam salam was created felicitous. Sa'id, he was taught all the names in the garden, but he didn't taste them. Who tasted the divine names when Sayyiduna Adam was in the garden? The angels did, his students, his murids. When did he, Adam salam, taste the divine names. When he descended to the earth, he learnt the divine names in the disclosure site, in this station. 
and he was created in the divine names in the garden. But for him, it was normal. It was something that he was accustomed to. This is like, a, imagine a Muslim who was born into a Muslim family. He doesn't taste Islam. Someone who is not Muslim, on the other hand, and who finds the truth after a long quest, will actually taste what it means to be a Muslim. In a similar manner, Adam salam is in the garden. He inhabits the knowledge of the all-encompassing names, al-asma'ul kulliya, but he's accustomed to them. The angels, on the other hand, they learn what he knows, and they taste it. For Adam, it's habitual, it's something adi, something normal. And you taste the state of the angels. Adam will taste what the angels taste when he enters into ignorance of the names and must relearn them. And so Adam now descends. You have the fall of Adam. Adam repents. He has lost the names. Now he knows the proximity that he had and did not taste. He's like someone who inhabited a castle, enjoyed it, and then was placed in a cave. He wakes up and finds himself in a cave. He will long even for the door of the castle. When you lose a blessing, you cry in prostration and you search for it. What does Adam do? When he descends to this earth, he is searching for Hawa. His quest for Eve begins. Searching for blessing, searching for the blessing he was in. Hawa, Eve, is a part of him. It's a part of the blessing of the ni'mah. And she is searching for him. She is searching for, السلام, a part of the blessing within Adam. And Adam is searching for him within him. It's a ni'mah, a blessing within ni'mah, within the punishment. His search in the here below is a search within qabd, within constriction. Before it, he was in expansion. God discloses beauty, then majesty, then brings him back to beauty. It's Jamal followed by Jalal, followed once again by Jamal. He is in beauty and performs the deeds of Jalal, the deeds that attract divine majesty, until there's an inch between him and it. Adam is created in divine beauty, in Jamal, in expansion, in felicity. We were there too. You and I, where were we? In his loins. We were created in divine beauty and felicity and expansiveness. We can't blame Allah Ta'ala. We all descended into constriction, into the here below. We're all in it together. But this constriction becomes subtle grace within those names of majesty. But for the beginner, if you don't understand divine majesty, at least sleep like you're dead until God revives you. Then he gives you the nur and you walk with it among mankind. Then your beauty flowing in God's beautiful creation. But when you're in constriction, you're dead. And you wait for God 
to blow his spirit into you. You wait for his amr, his command. I am in death, I am in stillness, I am in sukoon and constriction. And then the divine command descends to wake up and to pray. In constriction, I cling to the foundations, I cling to the weird and nothing else. You will not see the blessings then, you're dead, until you go through that state, until your lower self finds a desire to go back to the blessing that you had lost. And you find that blessing in your brethren, in your surroundings, in the realm of separation. And when that happens, be there where God placed you. And you work. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ahli Sayyidina Muhammadin kama sallaita ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ahli Sayyidina Ibrahim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ahli Sayyidina Muhammadin kama barakta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ahli Sayyidina Ibrahim fil alameen innaka hamidun majid.